Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world. And welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler minisode for Avatar The Way of Water, the sequel to James Cameron's Avatar. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watch Tonight, .co.uk. And joining me from across the pond, he's a statesman to my kingsman. It's John Burke from BurkeReviews.com. How are you, sir? I am doing very well, sir. How are you this uh, fine evening or afternoon, I guess? It is is certainly the evening. I am doing okay, my friend. Um, I'm ready to dive into the way of water. That wasn't, again, no pun intended. It's very hard to talk about a water film without dropping a pun in without thinking about it but um we dropped our non-spoiler review of the way of water last week and we were both um kind of we, we thought the film was good okay john was slightly more up on it than i am but we both have issues with it that we couldn't uh, go into any further without jumping into spoilers so tonight we're going to do that the floor is ours uh john i know you had a few issues that you wanted to uh get off your chest so uh hit me with some of them I'm trying to remember specifically what too, because there was something like I almost went into ah spider spider was the key. Um, oh, so yes. spider is dragged. He's, he's taken by the new Marine avatars, right? Cause that's how we get Steven Lang back is that they took his consciousness, <sighs> downloaded it apparently, apparently. and yeah. installed it in. This is all. I mean, I think the exp- it's been 13 years. So they've had time to like develop the technology. It's not a far leap from a living person to our, brains being downloadable i guess it's it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility in the sci-fi world that we've seen in avatar so fine except that at his face um and spider is taken by those marine avatars and he witnesses them doing some horrific things right like war crime level stuff where they're like yes. they're burning the villages they're putting guns to like innocent people or innocent navi's heads and he loses he's not okay with it like spider i like that about spider he's always He's a much more interesting character than I think a lot of the other characters in this movie. He's got a lot of like complex issues going on. He obviously wants to be close to his dad, but his dad now is a Navi essentially. And that's what he wants to be. Um, and he can't be. So maybe that, I don't know for sure, but there's a scene later where Natiri is destroying Marines. Like she is ripping them apart. She's like, on a revenge rampage. And he watches and we see him look terrified at her violence the same way we saw him looking terrified at the Marine violence. At least this is what I picked up on. And I'm like, okay, so spider doesn't like violence. I'm, I'm in with that, Mm -hmm. but is Cameron equating Natiri and, and Corich as similar people like that spider is equally terrified of both of them, that they're both capable of great violence and atrocity. Um, even though, I would argue Natiri's is justified versus Corich's is not. Um, yeah, I, I can see the ang- angle you're coming from, my friend. It's it's also well, whether or not Spider, in his head, if he quantifies that, he, what his dad uh, does, Stephen Lang's character, is bad. But if he eventually decides, you know, I, I still respect Natiri for doing it, does that not? There's a that, that that answers throws questions in there. However, well, and- I did notice that there seems to be a tension. Obviously, Natiri earlier on yes. in the film says he's you know he's a demon. He's one of them. He's not. He will never be one of us. He should play of his own kind. So there's always been that tension, and I think yes. this is going to be an exciting incident for the next few films. And I could see that for sure. Um, it just the way it's shown in the film. I'm like, what is Cameron 
trying to make yeah, us no, yeah. think, is he equating these two? And again, maybe not like from our audience, but from Spider's eyes. And it's hard to tell because, again, Spider doesn't he doesn't get a lot to do. Like he's mm-hmm. he's in a lot of scenes, but he like we don't get a lot of what he's actually going through all the way. Cause again, like you, you, we pointed out in the non-spoiler episode, there's just a lot happening in this movie. Um, including, uh, we have a new Neo. We have a new Jesus, I guess you could say, um, possibly it's unclear right now, uh, how, uh, Sigourney Weaver's blue Navi character exactly exists. Oh, Kiri. Kiri. Um, we don't fully know exactly if she's a miracle birth or if, like, cause there seems to be an implication that maybe Dr. Norm Spellman was getting, uh, maybe a little, you know, kill bill hospital sequence type thing. Yes. With the, so, you know, yeah, they kind of, they meant, they were like, there was a few times when she wanted to know who the father was or when the question came up, it was brushed off. And she even asks in that, uh, sequence where she connects with the soul tree, Mm-hmm. Uh, she even asks uh, Sigourney Weaver's character, again, the character, uh, Dr. Augustine, she even said, like, who, you know, who's my father? And then that kind of causes the Matrix to glitch and the simulation to end and almost kills her from a prior seizure. Uh, so they, I, I think they seem to be building this up. But it was another kind of thing where it's like, here's Kiri, she's our adopted daughter, she's Grace's kid, because we say she is, that's it, that's all you need to know. I mean, look, it's, it's a classic franchise. It's now, this is now a franchise. It's now a series. It's a classic series trope and which can be a hindrance and a positive sometimes that in Avatar 3 or 4, they may explain what happened and it will then retroactively make this, this, this film kind of work a little better. But at the minute, it, it, we've got Spider, who just is Stephen Lang's kid. He's just there. Um, Stephen Lang was the kind of guy who said, yes take my consciousness. Uh, we've got Kiri who is apparently Dr. Grace's kid. Just, you know, she's there. Um, and I'm sure there's another one, like even one of, even one of Sully's kids. I'm like, surely you're old enough to be, that would have been around in the first film. So where were you? Um, mm. yeah, there's a few things I didn't agree with. Like, and, and talking about the Navi, the forest Navi in the first film, Sully is fighting. He becomes, obviously he, 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 he becomes a Navi. Um, and he's, he's fighting with the, with the now forest tribes. And in this film, he's kind of like, oh, man, the sky people are going to return. Do you know what? Um, we're off. He, you guys fend for yourself. We're off. And we are going to, t- and we are going to take our trouble to another tribe. It, it, yeah. I didn't like how Sully was. I felt like he was drastically different in this film. I feel like there was too many tropes with him and his kids, the male kids, especially where, you know, one's trying to please his dad. The other's trying not to disappoint the dad. And the dad is very hard on them. And it's... It's very tropey. And then, of course, we've got the YA romance going on. Natiri is just sidelined throughout the film, which is a huge misstep for me. Um, there's there's a lot. Going, and, and, and we've got the uh, relationship between uh, a younger Na'vi child and the, the the whales. I forget what they're called now, but mm-hmm. uh, that, we've got that, which takes up an awful lot of the time. We have the youngest daughter of Natiri and Jake just getting captured four or five times to the point where even she says i'm tied up again i'm like i don't know about that and that's just skimming the surface isn't it because there is there is so much in this film and the film you know it's long we know that the film is very long but i still feel like i mentioned before in the non-spoiler i think it's imbalanced tonally but also the pacing is off they de- they devote a lot of time to showing us how beautiful this world is and how great this technology is time that could have been spent 
you know, developing more aspects of the story, some of the characters maybe, or trim some out and make it a slightly more concise story. I think the uh, there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of focus put on some of the wrong things in this film, but I think we both agree that it looks you know spectacular. Yeah, can't deny that. Um, yeah, but you know, Cameron has always that's been my biggest criticism. Like even with Titanic, which I think the story is better in Titanic than in the, either of the Avatar films, but it's still like yeah, the story's second to the spectacle, right? Like it's it's the ship. We're there just for the ship. You just prolong like we could have probably just had a thirty minute like let's let's make the ship sinking sequence because that's what everyone's really here for. Yeah, but to get there will give us a love story, and I, I think those two actors give so much, and I think uh, Zoe. Saldana doesn't get enough credit for her acting because again these are not it's not a vocal performance like they are acting they are doing the stuff and then they are they are animating over top of them not in rotoscope but like with CG um, motion capture but doesn't look terrifying like the Polar Express motion capture um, like there's scenes of her Jay Drake Sully looks quite scary in this yeah but scary like I don't think they look scary like they look like real creatures. Like the, the Navi look real at times and it's, mm-hmm. it's jarring, but it's not the uncanny Valley that you get from like Polar Express or, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah I'll agree with that. Um, but Saldana's performance in the first movie too, was so captivating. Um, and, um, it's, it's, she's just not given as much to do here. And that's a little disappointing. Um, it, it does feel like, I would have been fine if they made the way for Sully not to be the main character for like a lot of reasons. But you know, like if, if something had happened in this film, like if they killed Jake, which I thought they were going to for a minute, um, I thought it would have been a good out because you've introduced all these kids and like, we can let the next generation take over, especially with as long as it's taken to film some of these. Yeah. I think Um, that's where it's going. I mean, just definitely setting up that, that idea, but that's where I think that the movie falls short is like, if you're going to introduce all these new characters, there should be a reason that we're departing from our main character. And there really isn't. Um, Jake's story is essentially the same story as the first movie, except we don't have that empathy that we have because Jake was a man who lost his legs. He was a fighter who no longer could fight given a second chance. So like, that's the compelling element to his character in the first film is like, this is a new chance for him to walk again. And not only does he get to walk again, but he gets to live a different way of life that he finds better in a lot of ways. And so when he becomes Navi at the end through whatever magic or whatever, you're kind of like, wow, what an arc. And then coming here, it's like, well, what's his arc now? It's like, Oh, he has a family. Like, okay. Yeah. And that's where the tropes start for me. Yeah. And I just think there's, there's so much room. If, if he had either been killed early like in that first battle and like the, that's what sends the kids running, right? Like his yes, their dad yes. is killed. Like then you have propulsion and it makes more sense. It's not just like, I want to protect my family and I'm willing to give up everybody else's safety at the expense of my own. The argument being that they were going to hunt him down, but it's like, yeah, but they're going to hunt you down anywhere. You didn't leave yeah, the planet. Yeah. Like, um, so, you know, it, it it's not, it's not, you see his logic, but it's not the best storytelling that you could have done. Had you been willing to make that big sacrifice, we lose Jake. We've, we've seen that the 45 minute like prologue where we get the idea that, 
you know, he's raised these kids to be like him. Um, and then that the kids that are like, now they're grieving the teary is grieving. Like it would have been, I think a much more powerful se- second hour and third hour, if that were the case, or if at the end of this film, Jake dies instead of the son, because they really, they set that kid up to be dead because they give him nothing, right? Yeah. Like the other kid yeah. has the whale and the girl. This kid's just like, I'm the good son. He's like, mm, got issues. Mm, you're going to die. Like that's, what's going to help. Oh, yep. There it is. As soon I'm as getting, they started shooting at him. Stakes as well, but they've got, I, I like, I like that they introduced some kind of stakes. I like that yes. they didn't kill Nateri because that is also a, a, a certainly in science fiction, a, uh, but a trope of killing Fridge. the, yeah, yeah, yeah. You fridge the girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. It to uh, to enhance the male story. So I'm glad that they didn't go down that route yet. Same. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah, it, you, you could see it coming from a mile off because it, from the beginning, you know, from from the first act, um, Sully is saying to to one of the kids, like, "You almost got your brother killed because of her, your actions," and and then the then the younger one goes. Uh, beyond the border and what's gets eaten by the killer shark thing. Um, so there's, you know, they, they kind of do telegraph something's going to happen, but yeah, it's to the older kid who is kind of bit more inconsequential to considering how the story went. But yeah, um, I thought Zoe Saldana in that scene was very good. You know, I believed her generally believed her grief oh, yeah, as a definitely. mother uh, and the funeral uh, they had. I thought that was very nice, very poignant mo- moment, but um, yeah, I, I, I it's hard this one because it's not a bad film it just didn't get me no and i, I think th- thematically they try to be very they try to be very um again give us something of of weight and stature and look, there's lots of very good conservationist messages and themes throughout they're never going to say that's a bad thing but i don't know man i think with this film and this might annoy people but i think with avatar the way of water they could have a uh, one nice way of cutting a lot of this out would be to follow the Ridley Scott or Denis Villeneuve, a recent trend of having short films come out before Blade Runner had those three short films come out before, which you didn't have to watch. But if you did, it kind of set up the world in between Blade Runner and 2049 and Alien Covenant film might not have been excellent, but we had that little short film come out, which introduced you to the characters and kind of kind of got your a little bit of footing and grounding as to where we were within the story. But if you don't see re- watch those, you don't miss out on it's the story. It's not a must watch, but they add flavour. I would have loved to have seen that because then we have Avatar, we have The Way of Water, but in between we have two, three short film, 15, 20 minutes maybe, where we focus on this character or this tribe or this moment. And, we, and we've almost got kind of five Avatar films or we have or we have, with two films, three shorts, and we, we end up, for me, expanding the world in a more palatable way where it doesn't feel overblown or or bloated i quite would i would have liked that for a story this big and for a world that is so immersive i think they've got the they've got the space to do it and i think it from in my mind it would have helped the pacing and the flow and the overall execution of this film if we just you know divvied it up a little bit yeah i don't disagree with anything you just said and again it's not a bad movie. Like you said, it's just yeah. like for it being this, I think James Cameron has set the bar so high because for avatar to be the, one of the highest grossing films of all time. And now again, domestically is, is again, the highest grossing. You just expect more from it in my opinion. And like the sequel 13 years of buildup and knowing that there's more coming. Yeah. You really want to be like, 
left in awe, you know, and neither film has ever done that for me. Obviously it has done it for others. I know there are people who love that first movie so, so much. Um, but this one, again, it just felt like, okay, it's not, not bad. It's just when you've set so much involved and even knowing how expensive this movie was to make and how like, Kate Winslet has like a record now for the holding her breath as an actress, like seven yes. minutes. I think like that stuff is crazy. And then to get this movie and it's just like, eh. and then like even some of the headlines around this film has been nuts anyways. But like, did you see that Edie Falco didn't know the movie hadn't come out yet? <laughs> yes. Cause she filmed it so long. Like, and that's just like, come on, really? Like, why would you, even if you didn't know, why would you say that? Like, it's just a weird, it's just everything about this movie feels so weird and spectacle and, and, odd that i really needed it to be worth all of that and it, it, to me it's not like all of the stuff outside of the film that maybe we shouldn't bring to the film of course yeah but at the same time it's impossible to separate it cameron has made it impossible to separate it he's he's dude, dude. pushing it out there and then for it to not be again not that it underwhelms it's just I needed it to blow me away to really love it. And it, it, there's so many things where I'm like, well, okay. And that's eye rolling. And like some of the dialogue, like you mentioned, it's just like, Oh God. I Especially- was underwhelmed, John. I will say it. I, yeah. I, 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 I know it looks good, but, and I, I, in my review, it kind of ends with that. You know, it says I've said what I've said, but at the end it kind of says, well, Hey, at least it looks good. Huh? Kind of, <laughs> it looks great, which is what everyone's saying, but I need more than that. And I know there's, the, the it always gets leveled at Avatar that it didn't leave a, a cultural footprint or it didn't it didn't blow up the zeitgeist this that and the other whether you agree or not I don't know but for me you know Avatar the way of water I wasn't hyped for it because I didn't have the connection to Avatar I was expecting it to be very good though given that you know James Cameron's on board he's had so long to make it we'd heard good things but I just didn't connect to it John so you know it, it hasn't left a you know a cultural footprint on me and I can after two films now and best part of six hours in this world, you know, I'll watch the third, I'll watch the fourth because that's what we do. And also we're film fans and I do think the next film will be better. I do think that, but um, yeah, I, I just didn't feel connected with it. JB in a way that I thought I might do with this film. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, you know, here's hoping that the next one's even better. Uh, again, I, I, I'm definitely more up on this than you, but I, I, you know, I still feel like I'm being too harsh at times because I know people love this movie. Like I've heard people yeah. who've really, really loved it. And again, that's great. I'm glad that you do it for me. There's just, I, I, I've seen so many movies from this year that this not even in the top. Like I, I literally, I don't think it's in the top 50 of the, maybe even top 75 of the movies I've seen this year. So yeah. Uh, yeah. again, I just, there's so many good movies out there. Nope, I hear that, JB. And the box office for this film currently after best part of a week says that a lot of people have gone to see this film. And the and the audience scores across the internet also say there's a lot of fans of this. And that's great to see. So, you know, it, it, the film's going to make bank. It's also going to, it's also won over new fans and maybe some pessimists as well. But it wasn't, well, it wasn't entirely for us, but there's hope going forward for the next installment in a few years time but that's going to do it then for our spoiler minisode for avatar the way of water let us know what you think about the film we'd love to know what you think we love hearing from you if you want to find us online you can hit us up on twitter at bamp underscore podcast b-a-m-p underscore podcast and on instagram john we are at bloody awesome movie pod 
Yes, sir. We're also on Facebook, Meta, whatever. Uh, if you want to find us individually, you can do. Just search for me, whatiwatchtonight.co.uk, or search what I watch tonight across all the socials, including Letterboxd. And John, where can the world find you? I'm at BurkeReviews.com and at BurkeReviews on all the social media platforms. Yep, go check out JB. And if you like what we're doing here on the Bloody Awesome Movie Podcast, and we hope that you do, please do uh, throw us a five-star rating and or review on your podcast provider of choice. It it gets more listeners in. It, it bumps us up the algorithms. And it is always nice to see five stars next to our name. So thank you to those who have already done so. But with that, as always, stay bloody awesome. And keep watching movies. Blood, 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 bloody, 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 blood, blood, bloody, blood, 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 bloody, blood, 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 blood,